0: Welcome to The Conversation Starters. This is a podcast about getting into deeper conversations with anyone. I'm Karina. And I'm Hannah.
1: Today we'll be talking about the second rule of good conversation, consider your context. Um, But first, we're gonna give you a question of the week. Our question this week is, what is it like when it's just you guys? It's not so much an icebreaker as a really good follow up question, but you're frequently going to be in situations when someone shares about their job or their team at work. They're going to talk about how many siblings they have or, um, you know, a, a group or a club that they're in. And that's a really good opportunity to ask them some variation of, oh, what's the dynamic when you're in that group?
0: It's a great way to also follow up on small talk, like transition. It's a good transition. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Here's why this question is really a good one. Every person that you interact with is gonna belong to different groups or communities, and many of them are not going to include you. So if you show like an unselfish interest in some area of their life, past or present, it really opens up like a lot about the person that you wouldn't otherwise know. So if you ask about a person's uh, friends when they were at university or at a different time in their life, mm. and you say, oh, you know, what was it like back then with them? You learn a lot about the person you're talking to and you learn a lot about how they, you know, how they do relationships or how they work with people. You know, it depends on the context or you learn a ton about their culture. It's just it depends on what variation of this question you ask, but it's a really good one.
0: Mm hmm. And I think it's a really good point that you brought up showing unselfish interest in someone. And that's something we're definitely going to be talking about today. But before we start, last week we were talking about the first rule of conversation, which is to find what fascinates you. And we talked about how to find something that fascinates us in people we already know, kind of to spark up our relationship with people that we've gotten so used to. And we also talked about getting to know someone completely new and starting a conversation, whether it's about the person or about your own ideas and kind of bringing the others into that. What we're going to be talking about today is considering our context.
1: As we said last week, these rules really balance each other up. I mean, if you're going to go into a situation asking about what fascinates you, even if you have really deep, exciting, creative questions, they won't always land unless you're paying attention to what's happening around you and i am speaking from experience because (laughs) karina you love getting into the deep stuff you love just going straight on even if it's controversial any of that and i also really like bringing in kind of random questions Mm -hmm. and we from experience know that it doesn't always land
0: (laughs) i have had some very hard landings with those
1: (laughs) so i guess what we're sharing today Some of it is coming from our own experience. Pay attention to this. You know, this is going to make a difference. I think what we'll try to do, though, is not just give you a whole list of traps to avoid, but also ways that you can make all of these aspects of context work for you.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So considering your context is like reading the room, paying attention to what's happening around your conversation, but also what's happening with the person that you're talking to, Not just right now, but also in their life, in general, in their thoughts, in their minds. And context is a complex idea. So we're going to break it down into six subcategories just to give you some ideas. So the first one is trust. Then there's personality, expectations, circumstances, culture, and environment.
1: Okay, so first is trust. How do you want to define that?
0: It's about how close you are to a person. The topic that you're gonna talk about if you've earned the vulnerability if you if you have come to a place in your relationship with that person where it's okay for you to ask about this topic or to talk about this topic to bring it up um what level of relationship you have with that person basically exactly and
1: the same question will give you such a different answers depending on how close you are i mean if you ask somebody um why did you choose that job? Or how did you end up in your line of work? And they might make kind of a joke, like joke about the profession. I mean, they're used to talking about their job. So they have something quick that just comes to mind. But once you've known that person for a year, and you say, you know, how did you end up in this job? Mm. That's a completely different question. And all of a sudden, you're going to get stories, you're going to get the whole backstory of the situation. I think it's also important that sometimes you ask a question and they don't have like a quote unquote good answer. If you ask something about their past or something like their faith or their politics and you're genuinely interested and open about it, but it may be that you just haven't earned that topic yet. They may, it's it may be unfair to say that person doesn't have an opinion or a, they clearly haven't experienced the things I have. I think it's always good to strive for those deeper questions, of course, but um, to just respect the relationship and and get there, you know?
0: I think the the point that you bring up is really interesting with the different answers that you get according to the level of trust that you have with a person. And I think that brings us back to why we do the question of the week, because we want to kind of get away from our default answers or from people's default answers. So... Here again, like depending on your level of trust, you might either get the default answer or someone might actually take time to think about it and give you an honest answer. Which like, how are you? Definitely the best example of this question is, how are you with a low level of trust is gonna be good. <laughs> with a high level of trust might be something way longer than that. Exactly. And it's it's just important to to keep that in mind but also to, to work on that, I guess.
1: Yeah, What's I mean, how would you recommend someone works on it?
0: A really good way to work your way into that is to start with yourself. Start by giving more honest answers yourself. Start by not defaulting to the safe answer right away. And that way you can show the people that you trust them. And this, this works really well. Like when someone feels like, you trust them, they might be more inclined to start trusting you. But why should they open up to someone who doesn't even trust them themselves? So it's good. But also, and this is bringing us into the next point, is um, some people just take a bit longer than other people. And some people just need a little more time to feel comfortable around you to be able to express what they have and as you're saying that doesn't mean they don't have an opinion it just means that they need a little more to open up and share and that just comes back to personality
1: yeah our second uh, subcategory is personality and there's a lot of ways to break this down
0: yep There's so many different ways to look at personality, there's Myers-Briggs, there's strength finders, there is the style of relating, the disc, there's the Enneagram and all of these are just looking at tendencies of people. In the end, all of them are trying to understand and help us relate to each other in a better way and I think it's good. It's good to, to use these to help yourself have more empathy with the people around you and Understand people around you better, but not to use them to kind of categorize people because you want to allow people to be themselves still. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at
1: tests like these or just reading about personality in general, it gives you vocabulary. It allows you to interact with different kinds of people and give them the benefit of the doubt, you know?
0: And it's a great conversation starter. I mean, from my experience, actually, to answer your question from last episode, this is the perfect conversation starter for me i am always interested in getting to know people's personalities a bit more and i feel like it's such a personal personal question but at the same time like you don't have to be too vulnerable you can choose how vulnerable you want to be with sharing about it and it's a great way to understand the person and get to know them without putting any pressure on them
1: yeah you may want to literally ask them about their personality type or take a test together you know if you're friends or what that kind of thing or you just simply take some feature of it you know some basic ones is just whether someone is introverted or extroverted uh, whether someone as you said is quick to answer a question or need some time to think about their answer first um, how they might feel about conflict or controversy or how direct or indirect, um, you know, what they respond to.
0: Yeah. And then there's people who prefer one-on-one uh, conversations and other other people who prefer groups.
1: Yeah. When we're coming up with the conversation starters, like for the Instagram or for each episode... Um, it's good to, that it's good to take into consideration that some people, some personalities, will respond to very open-ended questions mm-hmm. or like theoretical situations. For mm-hmm. example, the last episode we asked, you know, when you walk into a party, there are certain people that their their brain is just gonna freeze. Like, I I, I wouldn't go to a party. <laughs> They're gonna react with like reality. And others who are just, they love the imaginative questions and the scenarios. And these are just different things. Some people are gonna want something very direct and concrete about reality. And some are going to enjoy just like, what kind of superpower would you have? And like this (laughs) those conversations are so fun with someone who responds to it. This
0: is really hilarious. I'm gonna bring this, remind me to talk about this when we get to culture. (laughs) Okay,
1: yes. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Expectations.
0: First of all, there are expectations you have for the conversation itself, as in expectations for the other person you're talking to. Like you just want them to listen and not fix the situation. Or you just want to relax and talk about light things. You don't want to go into deep conversations. And I recommend either communicate your expectations or drop them. Yeah, when you say that, I can think of so many
1: examples of this. Like, I just came back from a trip and someone asks, how was your trip? And that's the last question they're going to ask about that, you know? Like, you're going to meet up with a friend after you've been traveling and you want to talk about the trip. Maybe you need to say, I really can't wait to tell you some stories from my trip beforehand. (laughs) Just just prepare them a little bit.
0: Exactly, and then, and then no one's offended. You just avoid so many miscommunications and fights and offenses. Then the other type of expectation we're gonna be talking about is the relationship as a whole. So what kind of dynamic you wanna develop, or if you bring up deep conversations or deep questions, are you going to be responsible for what is shared? Mm-hmm,
1: exactly. If you have someone in your life that you think this could be a really good friend or maybe you're interested in dating the person, then you are going to ask questions with with the hope of, you know, being there for them and continuing to like show that interest, but another person, say a coworker or someone that you want to keep the relationship in a certain space. You know, you need to stay mm-hmm. in that lane. You can't, you know, maybe you know a coworker just got divorced. It's totally kind to express that you're sorry or that, you know, whatever. But just because you're very curious about all the details or you maybe have heard some gossip or so Mm. on, you don't want to make the other person expose themselves if you're not going to be there for them or, you know, it's just about basically every one of these six points is about respecting the other person. And um, I think that when you're someone who naturally draws people out, with great power comes great responsibility. You also want to just be compassionate in uh, what you ask and what you do with that information because you definitely get into situations where it becomes very one-sided or um, someone is going to feel very exposed when it's not a long-term relationship where you can be there for the person in more ways than just talk. Mm,
0: mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess it's a very sensitive point but um maybe maybe we can uh, continue talking about that in the comments on our Instagram page. Yeah,
1: I, I agree because because I can definitely think of exceptions. I mean, I'm all for a little, you know, those experiences where you talk to someone on the bus about something really deep and then all of a sudden your life changes. Like those exactly. things happen. We're not we're not trying to overanalyze yeah. all types of relationships. Um but it's more like bringing awareness to expectations as a thing so that you can be intentional with these relationships. Because again, it's not just about highlighting all of the traps that you could fall into, but also, you know, being intentional, like, wow, I have some coworkers and usually we're just kind of complaining or we've kind of fallen into this certain pattern and how we talk. And, you know, I like them. I, I actually have, I would like this to be more of a friendship or whatever, then to put some thought into developing that into asking different questions into not going down those same paths all the time with them you know so there's also a very positive way to take this
0: mm-hmm. and i think right now we're we have the tendency to kind of talk from the side of asking questions Yes. Uh, good but point. for someone like me i have to be aware of this very much in how i share because I have a tendency to overshare without really investing my emotions into it. Like, it's easy for me to overshare with anyone, anywhere. And it doesn't mean for me that we have a deeper level of relationship necessarily. Sometimes it does. But sometimes it's just because that's how I am. I can just go right into the deep stuff and share really hard stuff with you and just be okay with with it. And the other person might feel like, whoa, like I just received a huge burden to carry with you and I don't really know how to deal with all of this and and that's why I have to stay aware of, okay, so like how much do I want to share with this person and how much do I want to throw on them but also how how much do I want them to be involved in my emotional life, whatever, whatever it might be
1: yeah that is a fantastic uh point and i think actually i think both in sharing very open deep things and asking very deep thoughtful questions because i'm on the flip side of that as you said like Mm -hmm. i've been in many situations where i asked a question that was so unexpected or kind of um as if i'm obsessively thinking about that person they they react like wow you know hannah is very curious about me and it's like If you know me for a while, I I actually (laughs) ask a lot of people (laughs) these kinds of questions, you know. I didn't mean to put you on the spot or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, so these are definitely things to keep in mind. If they know that you're that type of person, then you're in different ground.
0: Yeah, again, if we communicate the expectations, that can facilitate a lot of our conversation.
1: So we've actually run out of time and we're only halfway through what we had written out for our explanation of context. Yeah, so I guess we're going to have a part two to this. I think we found it really hard for us to define context because it is so subjective and personal. Mm. So this is a really good episode for us to encourage you to jump on the Instagram. Um, you'll find us at The Conversation Starters and We would really love to hear some feedback. Um, You can send us a message or uh, throughout this week, just comment on some of the posts we'll be putting up about these different themes. Share some experiences or thoughts. We would love to hear from you and kind of broaden our own definition of this as we're thinking about the way other people experience conversations and what makes a good conversation for you. So thank you so much for listening. Join us next week for part two and we'll wrap up this second rule of good conversation, how to consider the context. See you next time. Thank you.